It's the fourth Sunday of Lent, called Laetare Sunday. Welcome to today's Lentcast. This is Father John Zulsdorf. We continue our spiritual pilgrimage to the Roman stations today by going straight to Santa Croce in Gerusalemme, the Basilica of the Holy Cross in Jerusalem. There is no collect church today. The main part of the basilica rests where the Caesarian Palace, built by the emperors Commodus and Septimius Severus in the late 2nd century, once stood. Even today, the church is called the Basilica Caesariana. In the 4th century, Constantine gave the place to his mother Helena. After her journey to the Holy Land and return to Rome with the relics of the Passion and Death of the Lord, she placed those precious treasures here in a chapel behind where the apse of the basilica is, which still has traces of the mosaics from the time of Valentinian in the 5th century. The relic chapel was constructed in 1930 according to the old layout of the ancient chapel. In this chapel, you find relics of the Passion, the fragments of the cross, one of the nails, thorns from the crown of thorns, fragments of the column of the flagellation, and the titulus, with a sign placed over Christ's head on the cross, which read Jesus of Nazareth, King of the Jews, in Hebrew, Greek, and Latin. Connected to the Passion by way of the resurrection, there is also preserved here a finger of the Apostle Thomas, who doubted the Lord's resurrection. He was told by Christ to put his hand in his side. Maybe this was one of the fingers of that hand. Rose-colored vestments can be used today in Holy Mass, and that's related to the history of the Basilica. I've told this many, many times, so I'm not going to repeat it here. But I do mean rose. It's technically uh, called rosacea for the color of the vestments. Rose, not baby rattle pink. It's more like a kind of a salmon color or madder. From Lenten Reflections from a Father Who Keeps His Promises by Scott Hahn. Israel's future identity hung upon the biggest if in history. If you obey my voice and keep my covenant... When Moses delivered the word of the Lord, the people seemed ready to obey. All that the Lord has spoken we will do. Little did they know what they were getting themselves into. God was declaring his intention to transform this complaining bunch into a kingdom of priests. They were to extend the Father's unifying and universal rule to the whole world. The Ten Commandments gave this ragtag outfit of twelve loosely knit tribes a new identity and revealed a radically new way of living. We can imagine God speaking to them of an awesome calling. You will be a kingdom of priests. You won't rule through political power or military strength as the Egyptians do, but through wisdom and righteousness and holiness, through holy lives and prayer and sacrifice. You will earn the right to be heard and believed and followed. You will draw the nations to return to me freely, but only if you put all your trust in me and meet me face to face and hear me speak my law of love. God's message was clear. Throughout all of Israel, God wanted every tent to be a tabernacle, every hearth an altar, every father a priest, every firstborn son a deacon, and every family a domestic church. The nation was to be a kingdom of priests, 
if only they would forsake the idols of Egypt and place their wholehearted trust in God. How do I define myself? Does my life reflect what God says is important? God, in our day too, you look for those who live holy lives, lives of prayer and sacrifice. During this Lenten season, let me trust you with all my heart and obey your law of love.